You're listening to Randall Wallace Presents, formerly Bridging the Political Gap, the number one American history podcast of 2024 by Feedspot.com. I have never been a quitter. To leave office before my term is completed is abhorrent to every instinct in my body. But as president, I must put the interests of America first. America needs a full-time president and a full-time Congress, particularly at this time with problems we face at home and abroad, to continue to fight through the months ahead for my personal vindication would almost totally absorb the time and attention of both the President and the Congress in a period when our entire focus should be on the great issues of peace abroad and prosperity without inflation at home. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour in this office. Welcome to our show. I'm Randall Wallace, and this is another. Uh, this is back-to-back shows. The first one is the sh- is the episode we did yet uh, on our last podcast, which was just the cancer on the presidency speech from March of 1973. This one's a little bit later, but it is after John Dean has defected uh, to in working with the special prosecutors, and the special prosecutors have now. Um, or the prosecutor, you know, they know kind of what tapes they're looking for, what conversations. And this is President Nixon and Bob Haldeman, uh, and they're going to be discussing uh, the cancer on the president's speech, going through it in their own minds, trying to figure out uh, what their defense is going to be. Uh, and this tape came uh, from, from the source I got from a description, and you'll hear it's very, they try to make it just as damning as they can on the president transcript of a meeting between the president and H.R. Haldeman in the Oval Office on April 26, 1973, from 8.55 to 10.24 a.m. John Dean was now de- has now defected and is now aiding the prosecutors. The discussion here centers on the long and involved conversation of March 21, 1973, the famous cancer on the presidency session, and what Nixon said there that could be used against them. The two men go over the conversation detail by detail on what makes them legally vulnerable and what defense they might erect. This long session contains no new revelations, but makes clear how deliberate and involved Nixon was in the cover-up of the scandal. Again and again, the excuse of national security is invoked. This recording also makes clear that Nixon expects knowledge of the White House tapes will never be made public. Quote, I don't think it should ever get out that we take this office, Bob, quote, unquote. But if it does get out, quote, we only take the national security information. All other information is scrapped, never transcribed. This multiple reference, the multiple references to La Costa are to the weekend of February 9th through 
to the 11th of 1972 when Dick Moore, special counsel to the president, and John Dean were summoned to San Clemente, and the two men stayed at the La Costa Resort and Spa Hotel. Dean and Moore met with Ehrlichman and Haldeman to plot strategy on how to deal with the Senate Watergate hearings, with the men deciding that the best approach was outward cooperation while doing everything possible to thwart the investigation. Though Haldeman briefed the president on these meetings, Nixon did not participate in the sessions or join them. What you'll find when you listen to this tape is it really isn't how this guy presented it and how the special prosecutors presented it. It is, they're trying to figure out, I mean, this was their lawyer, and those lawyers told them everything that they know, and they're trying to piece things together and make a defense for what's happened. Uh, uh, and I don't think that the president comes off as badly uh, in this tape as, as uh, the uh, my source or the prosecutors or anybody else would, and that's what's important. A lot of times you don't get to hear the full tape, but in this case you're going to get to hear the full tape because we're going to have it for you. It's about an hour and a half. What I will tell you, same problems. Uh, President Nixon sometimes comes off muffled. Sometimes it's hard to hear. But this is Bob Halderman and Richard Nixon, April 26th. It's about a month after the cancer on the presidency conversation with John Dean. And they know that John Dean has gone and told this story now to the prosecutors. And they are, you know, preparing for their defense. Yeah. 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 That's the 
trying to make the pool of White House together, I think, make things look like, <coughs> look like they're like running under control, which they are. I mean, there's no, there's no, there was no, that was good at Henry's
was a, a political meeting twice a week in her uncle's office um, with uh, okay. Gregor and, and Harlow. And I was referring to the and Mitchell, I think. I was referring to the, uh, the pre-Watergate thing. Yeah, and there, uh, really none of us had, it's amazing, when you go back and look through the papers, how little any of us, you or me or her, was involved in any of that stuff. Talking a little about everything, we all know something what's going to happen on that case in California. You know, I, Ellsberg, Ellsberg, right? I, uh, I had Bill John in it. Yes, he helped me through it. Much worry the hell out of me, but Bob, uh, he had to worry about that John. I knew that was going to come out. I mean, they, uh, uh, he's not, no, he's not upset about it at all. I mean, why? The reason that is, did you know, that photo was in that file. Thank you. 
just that's what bothers me is if I go before the grand jury and they put a put a mess up and give back interest in my minutes. And he selects what he's going to paraphrase to put out. He's going to add crack. Another crack. Of course, who cares? Oh, uh, your stuff is out there. Yeah, it really is. Get a hold of McGregor, get a hold of 
Thank you. 
Maybe, but I don't see now. I think it's something. I think it's something else. It's trying to go back to the Dean stuff to see what it could be there. Thank you. 
this came at 6 o'clock or 6.30. Right. So I must have called Dean and Peter's game. Uh, he said we wouldn't have a table. What's the date is that? That's the 20th. Sorry. But that time, Dean was here. Dean went to camp. I'm not sure whether he went to camp day on the 23rd or the 24th, but uh, somewhere in there. He went to camp day. I got told it was the 23rd. Then when we came back, and he stayed till when? 28th? Mark. You never went with him again. See, see, on the 30th, we went to California. We got back here from the cafe from the 8th. Oh, I made a mistake. You came back and Tita's came on, on Monday night, the 26th. Right. And I heard on my speech. Tuesday, you know, kissed her for an hour, and then with me for an hour, and then with Ushiba. Right. You know what? I thought you off right. And then you had a long meeting with her. Thank you. 
play. That's what you're talking about. He does not believe it's a, it's a game with any potential.
sure that a budget did. He is, he does have this concern about these three you know, uh, pieces of paper. Or three documents and not any they were tall on caps. But they didn't, and, and as I understand, a Booters think he says they weren't identified either. Well, he said they were, I think he's trying And the interesting thing is all the testimony that's come out so far indicates that those caps were identified by Gemstone as a code name, whereas the material that he had, he says, was identified as Stagecoach 2.
study this stuff and then they look to the problems and work backwards on Right. Or they see. Well, so far they're they're satisfied. Everything they come up with, they're satisfied with. Well, have they ever cleared in on this? Of being put in the grand jury, which was in that week before the 21st, no, after. 
same thing. He has no, you know, that he was trying to give advice to the president in a sense, and the saying, don't let the president get caught in any obstruction of justice type stuff and all that. He told him, don't let the president get caught in obstruction of justice. Money, so forth, and so on, and so on. 
quite as speaking more. There's that. So I'm gratified. I'm also gratified with Moore's recollection of Lacoste is not dead in the bed. It's about damn sharp when he was here in the office. But I want you to have a bad damn damn luggage. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't do anything with that. It's a quite a Moore's recollection of what it is. I know I'm not suggesting you lie, but my point is, if you had thought the Costa was important, you could have told me that. It wasn't. I mean, you didn't discuss the fact that it had a passing reference at the Costa. It was in the same chain. In the fact, what? That, uh, that uh, a passing reference to what? To the need for money. Yeah, the defendants. How was it left? I don't remember. I don't even remember. I'm not even sure I was in the because I don't know or a no. recollection of something about the fact that, well, oh, Rockefeller, John Irvin is supposed to have said, well, let Rockefeller, eventually get Rockefeller in half a million dollars and said, well, let's get it going. Irvin would crack, you know. Which is not bad. In other words, money was talked about, and they said, gee, that's the way it is. We're not going to get anything. That's exactly right. That's the line we had always said. The line uh, you're, you're getting into, except for the fact that my conversation on the very keep the court at the bottom of the shop that we did. Yeah, that didn't go any place.
Thank you for listening to Bridging the Political Gap. If you've liked what you've heard, please share it. And we would love to hear from you and your thoughts on, on our show. So if you'd like to, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, thanks again, and so long for now.